0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast, and this is episode 56 for the week of March 24th, 2019, and I'm here once again with Katie. How are you doing, Katie?
1: Hey, doing good. How are you?
0: Not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, we're recording a little bit earlier this week, but there's this week has been just filled with actually a pretty good amount of news so far. It was a surprise for the amount that we have for even recording a bit earlier, so... But yeah, so we have, so the first thing we kind of have going on today, which I want to talk about, is the the Disney Fox acquisition uh, for this week. So do you, have you been keeping your eye on this at all for, so Disney pretty much uh, bought Fox for $71 billion?
1: Yes, I have. Um, So I remember hearing about it a long, long time ago, months, months ago, that it was in the works. Um, And then to be honest i kind of forgot about it or just kind of assumed it was done or i don't know i just it was out of my mind but um ever since it was officially posted what was it tuesday um, i've been reading tons of articles and it is blowing my mind 71 billion dollars uh,
0: yeah <laughs> what that yeah. just
1: doesn't make sense to me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, I think it. I think it started back in two thousand seventeen, and there's a lot of hoops that they had to jump through to get through this. Uh, with went through multiple countries and trying to get the the right. Uh, I, you know, I can't really talk about it. I don't know all the details behind it, but they had to get the proper paperwork and all this stuff for all mm-hmm. these other countries. Uh, but I'm not really here to talk about like all of the uh, all of the details of the deal but we want to talk about like what this kind of means for the theme parks because they're acquiring a lot of different uh ips intellectual properties now um so for instance before i kind of get to that like they're getting uh like the movie production units they're getting like 20th century fox fox animation then then they're getting fox uh, searchlight pictures fox family fox 2000 pictures Then there's even uh, television production units like FX and then like different networks like FX Networks, National Geographic. Um, And then they're taking Fox's partial ownership of Hulu, which is now making Disney the majority stakeholder. Um, But then they also get a lot of major franchises like The Simpsons, X-Men, Deadpool, uh, Avatar, they officially own now. Um, so we're, we we kind of want to take this time today and talk about what this actually means for the theme parks and how it could, how some of these characters or movies could come to the theme park. So we're going to take the time and, uh, and kind of go over that today. So, um, the first kind of big note is what I, what I kind of already said is that it's, they can introduce even more characters, um, To the theme parks, which I think is great, but there's some issues that they have to deal with, like Universal owning the licensing rights um, to some of these characters. Like one of the big ones are the Simpsons. So Disney now owns the Simpsons, but they can't have the Simpsons in any of the Disney parks because only Universal has that. Um, I mean, I'm not a really big fan of The Simpsons, but I know tons of other people are. Are you a fan of The Simpsons?
1: No, I never really was. I never got into it. Um, but that was the first thing I thought of um, when this whole big thing was announced. Like, okay, there's this huge Simpsons land in Universal. How is that going to play out? So. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't even know when. The, I, I should have checked, but I'm not really sure when the license ends. I, mean, I
1: couldn't find anything. I actually looked into that Oh, too. did you? because I, I assumed at some point it will have to end and Disney will want to incorporate it, um, but I couldn't find anything.
0: Yeah, I'm, I don't so. really know how licensing rights work and how long mm-hmm. things could last. Yeah, me neither. Um, but, I mean, that's a big one. But then another big one are um, a lot of the new Marvel characters. So the biggest ones that they got are uh, the X-Men and then, like, the Fantastic Four uh, and Deadpool. But again, like X-Men and Fantastic Four, they can't come to the at least the parks in Orlando because Universal Studios does own the rights. But other Disney parks can make use of them, which is kind of kind of good. So, like last year, um, last year Disney had announced the Global Avenger Initiative, which is pretty much everything will connect between all the parks like there's going to be one big story so no matter which park you go to they all kind of interconnect and the parks i'm mainly talking about are um paris hong kong and uh california so the disneyland resort over here so they announced like uh, new lands and rides that are coming to those parks and all of them are going to interconnect but unfortunately over in orlando we can't really get too many of that uh, too much of that we can we do have secondary type characters there are some characters that disney can use because like we they have been using the guardians of the galaxy over at disneyland uh, and i kind of hate to say this but meeting star lord was probably the worst character interaction i've ever what? had yeah
1: no i loved meeting star lord he's hilarious
0: i think i might have just had a i'm sorry to say <sighs> been a really bad uh, cast member or character or character actor Oh, playing no. him yeah he i was just like this guy is this guy's lame like he was he oh, was man. i'm real I, was, I hate to say it but he was super lame i was more interested in what groot was doing
1: <laughs> yeah that's true so, groot was definitely cool i yeah. think it also helped that there were it was just a group of us three girls and so he was super chatty and super flirty uh, um, that makes sense so that probably helped our yeah. case
0: yeah it was just me and another dude so um,
1: yeah i can understand that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know he gets kind of intimidated when people like Thor kind of walk around and mm-hmm. uh, so but yeah, <laughs> so um, that's another big one. But uh, are, there, are there any other any on your list? I have a bunch more, but I want to know if there's anything that excites you about this, um, this uh, merger.
1: Um. So yeah, the one big one that you didn't mention. So you mentioned Deadpool, which I think is huge, uh, but also Family Guy. Is another one. It kind of yeah. falls in the same lines as Simpsons. I know there. I don't think there's any big Family Guy theming anywhere, but um, that's Not another that really big one.
0: Yeah, I looked. I, I well, I mean, I kind of looked into it, but yeah, I don't think there is. So yeah. they're a little edgy. So I, it's yeah. tough to say if they would come to the Disney parks, maybe Hollywood Studios, but
1: that's kind of one of my biggest concerns. Not concerns, just wonders because um, a lot of what they're integrating now or what they could be integrating is a lot more adult focused content than your typical Disney family friendly content um, so I'm not sure how they fit into the Disney universe um, Like, and there's even a bunch of TV channels and um, like TV shows like American Horror Story was on the list, X-Files Empire
0: um, yeah there's Atlanta, I know Atlanta's Atlanta, a big one
1: yeah oh. and so none of those typically fall into... I mean, I know that there's... So Disney does own ABC. Um, and so they have kind of the same lines. I'm thinking maybe those shows could fit into that. But like American Horror Story, how is that going to fit into anywhere? Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't see any of the new things that they acquired fitting very well. I yeah. mean, I guess, yeah, Hollywood Studios, but they're already doing so much with Hollywood Studios, with Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge, then, like, how much more can you do in, like, a 10-year time span? I feel like that's just way too much to throw at one place. Yeah, it needed a revamp, but this might be overkill. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, so. maybe a cool thing was, like, they they open up a fifth gate, so they open up another park, mm-hmm. and then maybe, maybe they put it towards a little bit more towards adults like they make it more of like an adult kind of yeah that's what i was thinking that way i mean i I mean they'll still have to make it in a way where kids can enjoy it Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: it will be more for adults it's possible because like again they like you said yeah they have a lot of content that is more for adults um i remember i i actually remember on an earnings call in back in february and I, i i had mentioned this on the show actually maybe i mentioned it but because they have Deadpool now and like and Wolverine, they just had Logan. Both of those movies were R-rated movies. Bob Iger mm-hmm. clearly said that we're not changing that. Like, they're still gonna be. We'll, we'll still make that kind of content for mm-hmm. for 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 those people that like it. We're st- we're not gonna change any of that. So, I feel like they could still bring it to the parks. I mean, I think Bob Iger is is open to that. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. who knows? So.
1: I like the, uh, like the adult park idea. My thought was maybe, so kind of like how universal has city walk, um, that is more geared towards adult nightlife. They could probably incorporate a lot of these more adult contents into something like a city walk place. So not maybe part of Disney Springs.
0: Um,
1: so maybe not so much every new, you know, topic or uh, character needs a ride, but even if it's just a bar or a restaurant, uh, um, I've read somewhere, is Bob's Burgers included in this? Yep. One Bob, of the articles yeah. I read had Bob's Burgers, right? Yeah, so yeah, Bob's that Burgers would be really cool, just a diner. Um, yeah, so, that would be,
0: that's actually a great, oh, that would be a great idea for having yeah. like a burger place.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. Bob's Burgers. See, I've never <laughs> watched
0: it, I've never watched Stop it, but there's there's a book that you can buy on Amazon, there's actually a, a burger recipe from Bob's Burgers, so oh I guess God. they taught, Yeah. So you know, whatever b- burgers they mention there, they they have like a recipe book. But I would love to see like that'd be really cool that would if, be in really Hollywood fun. Studios. Even they could open up a burger restaurant based on whatever they make in Bob's Burgers.
1: Yeah, easy. And Hollywood Studios is in, is in vast need of more dining
0: options. Yeah, no, that's like, for sure. Vast yeah. need. So, yeah.
1: I'm thinking. I'm I tried because my our first obviously everyone's first thought is okay, what's the new ride going to be? But I think we need to take a step back and think of maybe more overall incorporating just you know even just the merch or even just quick service restaurants Um, yeah i I think then you could get away with having the characters and then kids might be like oh look deadpool it looks like a fake spider-man that's cool and not really comprehend the fact that that's like one of the most raunchy (laughs) movies ever
0: i know Um, i know well it's kind of while we're on this adult um adult kick here that we're talking about so I mean, one of my favorite movies of all time is Aliens, and uh, I love the Alien franchise. So Disney now owns the Alien, the Alien franchise, and the Predator franchise. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that would be another cool way to get incorporated to like maybe an the adult themed park or area, because like, so back in the the '90s, Michael Eisner again, who was the chairman of the Disney company before uh, Bob Iger, he kind of had like a history with Alien. So everyone, if 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 no one knows by now, if you're not if if you're kind of new to the podcast, but the name for this podcast is a homage to Alien or extraterrestrial ter- alien encounter, which was the ride that uh, was before the Stitches. What is it? What is it? Stitches Great, Great Escape. Yeah, Stitches Great Escape.
1: The Bane of My Existence.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So like that's my favorite ride of all time. Excess Press is a homage to Excess Tech, which is the company that was based on the ride. Um, But originally, Micah Eisner wanted a ride that was based on the movie Alien. And that's kind of how they came up with the original concept for this ride. Um, But something happened with like the rights. I can't can't remember exactly what it was, but they had to scrap the, not the idea, but like they had to scrap Alien and they made it into this Alien Encounter ride which scared the bejesus out of everyone. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why they took it, took it out of the park because it was so scary. I mean, when I went on it, I was 10 years old and I, it scared. I, I vividly remember being on that ride when I was 10 years old, it left an imprint in my brain. And I vividly remember sitting there holding my mom's hand, like my my sister and I were scared to death, but we went on it two more times and, and loved it. Um, so I would love to see something with Alien or Predator get incorporated back into the parks again. I mean that would be absolutely amazing. Um, and I think it's I, I think it's time to incorporate something a little bit scarier back into the parks uh, mm-hmm. once again. Um, I, I think they I think they need it. I think they really do need it to get a bit a little bit more thrill into the into the parks. So
1: yeah, and. To an extent I agree, but also Disney, in my mind At least, was never a a Thrill ride park Like it wasn't a, it's a theme park You know, it's not a It's just not, it's not all about the Thrill and the Scary roller coasters and things, so As long as, I think my thing would be As long as it is Still telling the story, because Walt was always about telling the story Um, so I think it could work. Maybe not a permanent attraction, but what if they did something like incorporated it into more of the Halloween kind of like how universal does was a, um, horror nights or something, whatever. Yeah. horror nights. If they, if Disney started doing something like that along the lines with predator, um, the problem is, I don't know what else they would use other than yeah.
0: predator. No, I mean, American
1: horror story now, I guess is on the list.
0: Yeah. Well, I, um, I mean, you're definitely right. And I probably shouldn't have used the word thrill um, Yeah. because like the, Alien Encounter Ride, that was a very immersive attraction. Like, You felt like an alien was breathing down your neck. So, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's horrible with the Stitch one. All I remember is going on with this is, is the Stitch one, and it's horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, this one was 20. Yeah, it's just amazing. But anyways. But so. they also
1: had the alien scene that was in the great movie ride that is now closed, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. They so had that was this... the
1: actual alien too. So yeah. Disney definitely has the at least animatronics for it unless they've been repurposed so. uh,
0: maybe i don't know
1: it's definitely an idea yeah. i don't think they would put it past them um,
0: at yeah. all but yeah so who knows there's a lot of adult themes but um let's kind of let's kind of move on because um, there are some other more kid friendly things that could definitely be uh added to the park uh and i think one of the biggest ones is the ice age franchise yes yeah. So so Giovanni actually wrote a really great article that was posted up on the the com website. You can go check that out. He he actually made a really good point that it, it would be a really cool dark ride attraction if you f- that kind of follows scrat, which is that like squirrel type character <laughs> as he tries to uh, catch uh, that the acorn. Um, I think that would be cool, like kind of similar to maybe like Frozen Ever After or something like that. It could be like a trackless dark ride where you just – the trackless dark ride kind of just whips you around, like bring you through all these different scenarios where he's trying to like catch his acorn or something like that. Like that could mm-hmm. be fun. Um, but yeah, I, but yeah, Ice Age is a big one.
1: I thought – so Ice Age, my first thought was to integrate that into Blizzard Beach.
0: Ooh, that's a How really good idea. How
1: I'm not a huge one water park fan. I've been to, you know, Blizzard Beach, Technically like a couple times, but I just, I personally just don't like water parks, so it's not ever on my list, but <laughs> I think Ice Age would be super fun in Blizzard Beach, because I think I love it. I that's love it, Ice Age a... movies. No shame. Yeah. But, like, the second one is all about it all melting, right? So there's a bunch more water, and even in one of the scenes, there's, like, in the very beginning of the movie, there's all of the animals are playing in the melting ice caps, and everyone's playing in the water, and there's, like, this huge water park already built in the scene, so I immediately thought, oh my gosh, incorporate this into Blizzard Beach, super easy.
0: Yeah, I mean, they could even, I, I mean, I don't want to say this, but they could retheme it. They could yeah. retheme Blizzard Beach, the Ice Age. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I forget the story behind Blizzard Beach.
1: Is that big, though? Like, I know it's big, Age, but is it big oh, enough to know. have an entire water park? Probably pool? not, no.
0: <laughs> but it was just, the, I know there's a big story behind, um... There's a big story behind Blizzard Beach, and it's like, I forget what it was. I can't remember exactly what oh, it was right know. now. Uh, but it was know. like, a, yeah, anyways, I'm not going to go into it, but I yeah, I don't know if they would want to retheme it over that, but mm-hmm. who knows.
1: It's a good idea, though. Yeah.
0: Uh, another big one was Alvin and the Chipmunks they bought now, um, but there we have Chippendale, and I think Chippendale are like, bought beyond the Fab I would say beyond the fab Fab Five yeah. Uh they're like probably six and seven. I mean Well Daisy a- is six. <laughs> Daisy's not in the fat oh yeah, Daisy you're right. yeah, Daisy's, Daisy's not is in the part fat of the five.
1: sensational yeah. six. Yeah. So she's so, in the so six. Maybe seven and eight. Seven and eight, yeah. But I agree completely. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely very well known.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um I don't know. that would be tricky. Yeah. And then a couple other franchises are like Night at the Museum and Planet of the Apes, but um i mean maybe the night the museum would have a fun dark ride but um is the franchise still relevant i don't really I don't hear anyone talking so. about it yeah
1: i mean so. there's probably there's a couple of them though weren't there weren't there like two or three i
0: think the there museums? were i th- think there were three yeah, yeah. so i don't yeah.
1: know i mean yeah. i guess it was big enough to have that many sequels but yeah i don't think they're that big anymore <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, either uh, <laughs> it could be a fun like exhibit maybe
0: yeah I can who actually knows. you know
1: what I love the dinosaur ride as anyone who follows me on Instagram knows they could even kind of incorporate it into the dinosaur ride so maybe somewhere in like the dino land of
0: oh yeah maybe in dino...
1: I don't know that's an idea yeah. planet of the Apes. so that would be really cool but I feel like that kind of crosses over into Pandora land a lot yeah i call it pandora land but it's <laughs> just pandora <laughs> it's pandora land
0: yeah uh, oh yeah so, well as because since you mentioned pandora um there was one note that i had oh i just stepped on my dog squicker toy i don't know if I heard of it. <laughs> um <laughs> it's okay. so yeah so disney does now fully own avatar so mm-hmm. i think it would be cool like they could even expand the land maybe even a bit more um because I know the next movies are really focusing a lot on underwater scenes, so that would be kind of ride. That would be kind of cool ride if they like made something that like where it looks like you're floating underwater or something like that. I mean, hmm. uh, they just yeah they just kind of expanded a bit more to make it look like the. I don't know how they would do it. Look like the ocean but I mean, it's
1: already such a huge area too, and Animal Kingdom is already the largest park like bar none.
0: Yeah, but they um, can make it bigger
1: that's true it's true they have the land they might as well yeah um, so. and I hadn't heard anything about the avatar sequel or second movie at least or whatever I didn't I didn't know that they were doing more
0: oh yeah they're doing four more what yeah you didn't know that
1: no where have I been
0: yeah they've been oh delayed gosh. they've been delayed many many years but um so he, they pretty much he pretty much wrote them and filmed them for the most part together. So the first two movies are officially done filming. They're putting it together now and I think they come out 2022 and then 23. Oh my god. And then the next other ones come out 25 and 6. 2025 and 6, I believe. So
1: That just sounds like made up years. That seems so I, far know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's weird to think about right now, but Wow, okay. Yeah. I don't know
1: where I've been. I guess I live under a rock.
0: Yeah. But so, that's
1: cool. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure with those that might that might not be an initial thing, especially since it's you know still so new. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest thing with all of this too. I don't think anything's going to happen overnight or even that quickly. You know, there's already so no, many things
0: no not at all
1: starting and plan and planned process and everything coming um, that I think it's still going to take quite a few years to actually see a full effect of any of these take place
0: yeah i mean we have to remember because like we kind of mentioned before the guardians of the galaxy joining the parks Mm -hmm. like they slowly introduce them into the parks um it's just like meet and greets here and there and then maybe like a stage show but they're 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 getting a little bit bigger now but but anyways but let's kind of let's kind of wrap up this discussion was there any any final thoughts that you had on this anything Um, else you want to add
1: I think that was pretty cool one of the the only other franchise i had down here that could be potentially cool um was rio um
0: oh. i don't know that i've
1: ever seen rio i haven't I, either I know, but that's like, the I bird one right the birds yeah so um
0: they could be added to the tiki room maybe
1: yeah tiki room or i was thinking an animal kingdom so kind of how they have oh the yeah up um flights of wonder whatever Show it is called now. Yeah. He incorporated the Up characters, and to be honest, it just does not make sense. It is weird.
0: Oh, did um, you you see, you've seen it? Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't make sense. But oh, that's, that's okay. That's interesting. <laughs> um, but
1: like, I mean, it's cute. You know, it's 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 Doug and Russell. They're cute. It's fun. But I think it did. It was such a better show without them in it. And I love Up. I love Up. So I was very disappointed to see this. Yeah, However. Yeah moving back to my original point Rio (laughs) be fun because it's actually all about the different types of birds and you know they're integrating into society and whatnot i think i could be totally wrong um but i think that will be a fun place to have them um and even outside of that specific show they they still do like macaw shows in the front of the tree of life those are Um, cool that's sweet yeah yeah those are really Um, neat so i think rio is pretty much the only other Major film that I had at least heard of that I think could find a good place. Um, the only other thing of note, so you mentioned earlier, so Disney now is owning part of Hulu and actually like the majority share. I think it said like 30%. Yeah, yeah they own,
0: I think they own 60 to 70% of it now. They oh, took sorry. Fox's, yeah, they already owned a part of it, but then yeah. uh, Fox, they bought the rest of Fox's shares. So it's so.
1: even more, yeah. So crazy. Um, So one article I did. I think it was from Theme Parks Insider um, was saying that, so I don't know how credible this is, but it was saying how, so especially with the Disney X streaming service that's coming out later this year. Disney Plus. It was Disney Plus area. um, It was saying that Hulu would take more of the adult focused content. So like Family Guy and Simpsons and that kind of thing. Whereas Disney Plus would just take um, like this normal family friendly Disney content that we have been expecting. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. That's a cool way to kind of differentiate between the
0: two. No, I could I, I could definitely see that because I'm leaning over my mic right now because I'm typing. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I could totally see that because they've – I mean they've had – Disney has had the film production studio Touchstone pictures for years and years. And that's kind of where they've been putting a lot of their adult content. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been putting it there. So it's, it's a Disney-owned company, but it's not – they're not – displaying it as Disney but so they I could totally see them doing that with Hulu putting mm-hmm. yeah the more adult content there. Adult content there so. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess uh so that's mm-hmm. it of what we think about what's happening with the Disney Fox merger. Well, I shouldn't say merger, the acquisition of Fox. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. But it's fun to speculate, and there's uh, who knows what will happen in the future. So super excited to see what comes out of that. But um, you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. So, of course, what do you guys – Katie, what do you think the first news story is that we have to talk about today?
1: Huh, I bet you it's something to do with Galaxy's Edge.
0: And you're right. Of <laughs> <course>. <laughs> so so nothing like major new or groundbreaking here today, but people on the internet have been going wild today. This is kind of a new thing that came up earlier. Uh, so at Disneyland, all of the hotels are sold out uh, for the night before Star Wars Galaxy's grand, grand opening. So you cannot get a hotel, uh, so that all the da- the hotels are sold out on the on May thirtieth, which is of course the night before. Uh, and if you remember, we talked about it a, a couple weeks ago now or last week. I can't remember when we mentioned it, a couple weeks ago. But so if you stay anywhere um, in Disneyland between the thirty first and June twenty third, you get each hotel guest gets one free advance reservation for galaxy's edge so that means like you're guaranteed getting into the park uh for that day so people are just quickly getting as many rooms as they can just kind of it's pie paying a lot of money Um, oh yeah
1: i can't imagine how much these rooms are going for at this point
0: well you don't have to imagine because i have some prices in front of me (laughs) (laughs) so so actually may so may 30th which again is the night before sold out May 31st uh, is filling up pretty quickly, but I think the Paradise Pier Hotel is sold out. But as of right now, this is this is again Thursday. We're actually recording this on a Thursday evening. Uh, this is coming out on Sunday, but as of right now, the Disneyland Hotel prices start at uh, $651 per night. Oh my God and then the grand californian starts at $821 oh per gosh. night and there are definitely people out there that are crazy enough to pay this amount of money to make sure they get into the park so um but so that might worry you if you have a vacation upcoming to Walt Disney World but from what i've been reading and on other podcasts today or uh, listening to other podcasts is that it there is an uptick in people getting advanced uh, hotel reservations but it's not as big as you would think like there's still a ton of av- availability um so i think if you're looking to get, go to walt disney world in the fall i think you're going to be just fine trying to find a hotel room but um but yeah so i don't know i think we'll be okay so but yeah so just wanted to report that out but otherwise nothing really new so Uh, So the next thing we have on the list is so the land pavilion over at Epcot is getting a new attraction uh, And it's pretty much going to be a brand new um, On-screen experience. So it's going to be called awesome planets, which is going to be showcasing the beauty diversity and dynamic story of our earth Um, so there's going to be a lot of Spectacular nature photography. There's going to be immersive in-theater effects uh, and there's also going to be space, uh, space sequences that are created by Indus, industrial light and magic, which is a huge visual effects company that, uh, Lucas, uh, George Lucas had started. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a neat show. It's going to be joining along a bunch of the other films that are being updated in Epcot. So like the circle vision film that was previously announced for the China pavilion that's coming together. Um, and then there's going to be updates to the film in C- the Canada Pavilion, and then the uh, Beauty and the Beast sing-along that is coming to France, which is going to be rotated with the Impressions de France. So, um, but yeah, so that is coming. So what do you make of all this?
1: I think that's good. Um... I think a lot of the films needed updating <laughs> um, especially impressions to France as much as I love it um, I think I love it mostly because it's fun to make fun of all of the horribly 90s quality um, so I'm excited to see new things coming to France um, I'm really I really don't see the China or can Canada films that often but I think it's cool um, and I think my question about the the new film coming to the land Pavilion is two part so there is is there currently or there used to be a lion king film but i know that's either closed down or has been in the process of closing down is this going to take the place of that
0: yeah so apparently it's going to take the place of that that was called the circle of life uh i can't remember the exact name of it but yeah that closed i don't think i ever that closed saw down. It. i didn't either i, yeah, I didn't no. see it yeah. <laughs> um so. so
1: that's really cool and i'm thinking it sounds a lot like so now with kind of revamping of what we said with the Disney Fox acquisition. um, They now have National Geographic. So I think there's a lot of really cool potential in this.
0: Yeah, no, definitely.
1: So really fun, really cool things happening uh, over at Epcot.
0: Yeah, for sure. So and then moving on to another piece of news at Epcot. So there is a new authentic creperie that is coming to the France Pavilion over at Epcot. Did you hear about this?
1: I did. It sounds fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm like super excited about this. Um, now, I mean, France is getting a lot of updates, which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um, now they're, they're getting the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along. And then there's also the Remy's Ratatouille adventure. But yeah, they're they're getting a new authentic crepery, so there's going to be sweet and savory uh, crepes. And I think the savory crepes are called uh, Gillettes. Uh, is that correct, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. I think they're kind of the same thing, but I don't really know what's in them. So. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't, either. <laughs> I, don't, I know I like them. Yeah, I mean, crepes are kind of like, sort of like pancake type things with, very thin, they have fillings, yeah. very thin, and they have like fillings in them, like... You could do like Nutella and bananas or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So this is a new crepery that is coming. It is based on uh, celebrity chef Jerome Bocuse. I'm probably butchering his name, but he's uh, he's he's the guy that worked on the chefs uh, chefs de France brassier. Bra- is I think that's how I'm saying it right? Got mm-hmm. but- Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Which is, yeah. It's I think it's the. Um, Like the pastry shop that's kind of hidden within uh, Mm -hmm. France, which is the
1: best quick service ever.
0: Is it? I've actually, I walked in there for the first time on my last trip and I really wanted to get something, but.
1: It's so good.
0: Is it? Okay.
1: Yeah, definitely worth it. There's usually a long line, but definitely worth it. Yeah. I remember there was when I went. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I said, I remember there was a long line when I went.
1: Yeah. They have this ham and cheese panini something or another. Oh my gosh. It's so simple, but it is so good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have to try it, but every time I go to Epcot, there's always like a yeah. festival going on, so I always <laughs> eat whatever's there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and he's he's also the chef for Monsieur Paul, which is the 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 big signature dining rest uh, the big signature restaurant that's over in France. So, uh, but what's kind of cool about this is they're they're offering both quick service and table service dining. Um, so you can do either or. So. And it's kind of similar to uh, uh, Jaleo, Uh, actually it's probably Haleo, I think that's how it's actually pronounced, what we talked about last week, Mm, yeah. Uh, where there's a, it's a new table service as well as quick service, so, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, lot's happening over at France, so, not only do we have that, but again, we have the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Beard and the Beast coming along, so.
1: Yeah, which is cool, France is one of my favorite pavilions, and it's definitely needed more, There, so I'm excited for all these things.
0: Yeah, but I think the one biggest thing I dislike about it is the perfume shop. The perfume (laughs) shop is a little too much.
1: Oh, am I I thinking,
0: or is that Italy? Am I thinking? Well,
1: Italy has one too. France does have one. Italy's is more profound, I think.
0: Okay, maybe it's the France's is much smaller and not as in your face. Okay, maybe it's the Italy (laughs) one that I'm thinking of then. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so excited about that. Definitely gonna have to try it. So. Alright, so what else we got?
1: Alright, um, heading over to Animal Kingdom um, I was really happy to hear this news So Rafiki's Planet Watch is going to be reopening this summer um, So Rafiki's Planet Watch the Affection section and the Wildlife Express will be fully reopened and functional come summer um, So I don't know if you remember it was actually closed down in October of last year 2018 Um. And I thought it was going to be just closed permanently. I had no idea that it was intending to open it back up. I don't know if it was even when it was originally closed and supposed to be opening back up. Um, It definitely said, I just remember hearing it it was closing down. It was closing down. It wasn't just down for a renovation. It was closing. Um, And that always made me sad. I love Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, So if you're not familiar with it, so you actually have to take, a train to get out there. So you have to hop on the Wildlife Express train to get out there. Um, and this is just this cute, tiny little area. You kind of have to take a little trail back there. Um, and they have a ton of different interactive exhibits. So you can, there's a petting zoo. Um, and then there's a bunch of like insects and other critters that I stayed far away from. <laughs> um but it, there's a lot of things. And then you could also meet Rafiki out there, which was super fun. Um, so they're opening it back up. And from the sounds of it, um, it's going to be pretty similar to what it used to be. Um, you learn all about how to take care of the animals. Um, and it will still include all of the animal encounters that they had before. Um, it's going to include a lot of more new enhancements as well, and join the celebrations of all things Lion King that are coming, which is cool. Um, and then the new experiences, the draw from Disney's rich heritage of wildlife animation. And then, um, like I said, featuring that Lion King theme. So I'm really excited about it. Have you, were you ever a Rafiki's Planet Watch fan? Did you go there often?
0: So this is actually something I never did. Um... I, I guess I just felt it was just too far away and I just didn't want mm-hmm. to leave Animal Kingdom to get to it. Um, but I, I kind of do want to check this out. Was this more like a kid? Like, yeah. Ki- like more for the kids or do you do you think adults would enjoy it as well?
1: I think it's definitely geared towards more of the kids. Um, I think adults can still learn a lot, but I think it's, it's definitely more geared towards kids kids there's not really much for adults to do that's you know just for them like there's not a there's no food and beverage out there there's nothing really I mean I went out there specifically to visit Rafiki because I love Rafiki Yeah, oh, gotcha, <laughs> um, okay. but yeah it's it's a cool thing to do with the kids the kids always seem to really love it um but I, I do agree with you on before I was an annual pass member, before I was a cast member, when I would just go down with my family, we never went out there. Because, yeah, you're right. It does take a significant amount of time even just to get out there. You have to wait for the train. Then you have to ride the train. Then you have to walk all the way back there. And then you can, you know, experience the exhibit for 15, 20 minutes maybe. I mean more if you're more into the animal learning and whatnot. Um, but then it does take you the other 15, 20 minutes to get back to the whole park. So Yeah, it,
0: I, could, I, it could take like an entire...
1: Not yeah like hour least, at least altogether. an hour yeah. i would say so and and you don't really realize that going into it um so i think it's definitely a cool thing to see if you have a lot of downtime or spare time or if you're a cast member or you know a pass holder um it's definitely a really cool place and I'm, I'm really excited that they're bringing it back um but i just wish it was a little bit more accessible
0: yeah no i hear that i'll we are we are going to be on a longer trip the next time i go so maybe we'll go over and uh check it out so mm-hmm. we'll have to see Maybe well, cool. figure out well i plan. hope
1: you like it i can't wait to hear about your experience yeah it's different for everyone so
0: no well me and my group were definitely doing the up close with rhinos tour when we oh, go nice yeah so everyone agreed there's gonna be six of us we all agreed that we want to do that everyone seemed really interested in it so yeah we're super excited about that but, awesome yeah um cool so that's it for that and now the next thing is apparently there's been a little bit of controversy because uh i actually didn't i mean i've seen these things but i didn't know what these were called so if you're familiar with disney's walk around the world bricks so pretty much back in actually i don't have a date here when it started but do you know when this when these bricks came about when this don't. let me see if I can find okay. a date. So, so pretty much, um, there are these bricks that are near the magic entrance of the Magic Kingdom park, as well as the transportation, uh, transportation and ticket center. Um, there are these bricks that kind of commemorate like you and your family. So you could buy these bricks, um, and they were sold with the commitment that they're going to be displayed until 2011. Um, but Disney announced that they are going to be removing the bricks. So Disney has been doing a lot of improvements to their entrances to the parks recently. Like Hollywood studios has had a huge change, especially because, uh, they, they need to kind of accommodate to galaxy's edge and, uh, especially the, uh, the gondolas because there, now there's the gondolas that, that go there. Um, and actually it's just this past week. They, they put uh, new markers up for the parking lots as well. um, so, I saw that. Yeah, so they're like that different. made me sad. <laughs> yeah, they're different characters now. Um, what was it before? What?
1: Okay, fine. I don't remember. But still, they do change <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, I
1: think it was like music and um, it was different aspects of Hollywood with the oh, different gotcha. characters. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I agree that they changed it. That's fine. But, yeah. Hmm,
0: so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't do it
1: to the other parks. I like in Magic Kingdom that they have the villains and the heroes and...
0: Whatever. I've i've literally never parked at any of them because i've oh, always God. i've always take transport uh the transportation i've always said on how uh, the hotels so i have no idea what's in the, the parking lots so <laughs>
1: okay that's fair i guess yeah. if you're only ever a visitor yeah who has riding, you know disney transportation yeah. that makes sense okay i'll yeah. let you slide
0: yeah so um but yeah so these so these bricks are actually being removed uh but the bricks can't be removed individually so it's not like the the people that bought these bricks can take them home but if you are a a guest who purchased a brick you can get a commemorative version between now and august 31st while supplies last so they disney actually had a lot of details of how to go about uh, and getting these bricks but I'm not going to kind of go through that information um but uh w- what you can do you can actually visit in person at guest relations in Disney Springs or at City Hall Magic Kingdom Park or if you need to contact them you can email them at at guest.services@disneyworld.com or call them at 407-829-2701 so you can just uh yeah give them a call and uh, or email them and they could help you out but um but yeah so apparently there's controversy because people are really mad that the bricks are being removed even though they were sold with the commitment that they were being displayed until 2011 so <laughs> i don't really know but did you were you able to find out when this came about no
1: i just searched for a couple different articles none of them say actually when it starts when okay. they started i i think they're pretty old though
0: yeah i think uh i would say late 90s maybe yeah that's what i would assume but
1: probably i'll have to keep digging
0: Oh yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's it for that. We have a couple, couple more, a uh, couple new smaller news stories. Uh, so a pretty funny one, Katie, I know this one was making you giggle. Did you, <laughs> did you want to go over this one? Yes. All yeah.
1: right. So I saw this a couple days ago. Um, but they are now beginning to use a queue pass, um, for flight of passage. So this is for guests who, while they're waiting two, three plus hours to ride Flat of Passage, they can find a cast member, get a lanyard with a pass to take a bathroom break. <laughs> so it's the potty pass is what I'm calling it. <laughs> Pretty um, much. Which, it just makes me giggle. And it's it's so logical, too. I mean, I think it's definitely going to be used when Galaxy's Edge opens for Smuggler's Run. Um and whatnot, I think it's gonna be useful. I mean, if you're waiting in line for three, four plus hours, I mean, that's a that's a long time to go without taking a bathroom break. So <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um, so it, it does say that it's for one person only, um, but I, I, I imagine it could be a, a parent and a child if needed. Um, yeah, I feel
0: like I feel like there's no way that they would just allow the kid to like, yeah, walk yeah. out of the line.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that would be fine. Um, uh, but yeah, so your entire party just waits in line. Um, and then you can you know, find the cast member to give you a potty pass, your re-entry pass. I mean, I'm calling it a potty pass. Um, and then you just, when you're finished doing what you got to do, you go back through the fast pass line. Uh, and then you just wait in the holding area until like, the rest of your party comes back in. So the one warning I will say is that if you know that you have a two hour, some wait ahead of you and you have to go potty 20 minutes in, you're going to be still waiting for them for the rest of the hour and a half, um, yeah. as they go through the line. So keep that in mind. I think it, it I wonder if people are going to kind of cheat the system and say, oh yeah, we're going to get in line and then take a potty pass. And go do something else while the other member of their family comes in. I don't know.
0: Ooh, I, 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 I didn't think of that. that. That's a I ju- really that good just point. That just my mind.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, that – it's a genius idea. But I hope I hope too many people don't well, take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. They have to remember, yeah, it's only for one person in your party. So True. So like, they're not going to let the entire party go through. But unless you're like with a big family – um, mm-hmm. But I, I I'm, sh- I'm sure, still like people would take advantage of it. Like mm-hmm. I, I guarantee that's what's gonna happen. But,
1: I mean, it's, it's still. I think bottom line. I think it's good, and I think it's gonna be really great for Galaxy's Edge because you know those wait lines are gonna be three plus four hours. So.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Just makes me giggle. Now you can get a potty pass. <laughs>
0: Yep. So, uh, so it's, we're not gonna call it the Q reentry pass anymore. It's gonna be called the potty pass. I I like it. <laughs> I think it rolls off the tongue easier. So <laughs> Thank it. Yeah, but yeah. So that was that was fun. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So the last news story that we have for today, uh, if anyone is a fan of Misner's Lounge over at the Grand Floridian Resort, it is being expanded so captain porter's which is the men's apparel store will be closing to make room for the expansion uh, and then the the summer lace on the ground floor will kind of um, be the home to both men's and women's apparel and then the uh, uh there will be a temporary lounge that will be set up by the garden Tea uh, Tea garden view tea room uh and then the grand florian orchestra will be performing on the ground level during the work so that work is going to begin beginning in early of April and then hopefully it'll be complete by fall of 2019. So, um, have you ever been to Ministers Lounge before?
1: No, I haven't. I, to be honest, I really don't explore the Grand Floridian too often. And, um, so ha- I, to be honest, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so okay. Yeah it's, gonna be great, though.
0: yeah. it's just like a smaller lounge. So, okay. uh, but it's kind of cool that they're expanding it. Um, I actually, because it's it's cool. I'm am actually doing my my first group planning for our Disney trip next week, and I'm gonna kind of um, I'm gonna kind of ask them if they're they'd be interested in doing like a monorail crawl. So that means you yeah. go, you go Trader to Trader Sam's. Yeah, I've actually I've I've never been to Trader Sam's, so yeah, I really want to go. Um, so yeah, go to the Contemporary, hit up those resorts or hit up those lounges and then go to Trader Sam's and then go to Miser's Lounge and then if we can, actually take a boat over to Geyser Point and maybe grab a drink over there. Ooh, nice! Yeah, yeah. that'd be
1: so much fun!
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna kind of uh, bring that thought up and see see what they think, so... Cool. But, yeah, so uh, but yeah, that's it for the news today. We actually do have a, a bunch of questions. Um, now... The first one that had come in was our friend Carter. Uh, so we actually... We were going to avoid most of the... Uh, we got a bunch of questions in. We were going to avoid most of the Star Wars Galaxy questions. But I think Carter asked a question that... I don't think we've talked about or answered yet or gave our thoughts on. So I thought this was a pretty good one. Um, so Carter, he's, he's actually talked to me um, uh, about his trip here and there. And he, he was really excited because he's going... Uh, in the, like the first week of September. And that just now happens is when mm-hmm. Star Wars is going. <laughs> so um, his, his question is, do do we think the parks, do the other parks, do we think they will, do we think the other parks will be emptier? Um, now that is a little bit of a slower season. So without Galaxy's Edge, thinking about that, that is a bit of a slower season. Kids are going back to school kids like in the, the the south they're already back in school like early august um and labor day is is actually not that busy um but so you i guess carter you probably thought that was a good time to go but yeah now star wars is, is there <laughs> ruins um, that plan <laughs> yeah so like i kind of said earlier it sounds like rooms are not filling up as fast as they thought they would be um but to answer your question. I don't. I don't think the parks will be emptier. I think you'll probably see them the same type of crowd levels that you're maybe seeing today. Um, I mean, if if you think about it, you're not really going to be spending. People aren't going to be spending a lot of their time in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, They, if they're there on vacation, they're not going to be there a lot of the time. So there's still other parks to go to. so I honestly don't think they'll be emptier. I think they'll you'll just see normal crowd levels and you can just go about your day. But I I think Galaxy's Edge is really going to be the only thing that's affected. Uh, I don't think you'll see Christmas week numbers. I think Christmas week is the most uh, terrifying the week to be there. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to see those kind of numbers. I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah, they're they're going to be a little busy, but I I mean this is just my opinion and I'm speculating, but. I, I don't think uh, Galaxy's Edge will really have too much of an effect on the other parks. But, Katie, what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, I do agree with that. And I did actually pull up what the rate is going for at some of the value resorts for the first week. You know, starting oh, interesting. checking in on the 29th. Yeah. And value resorts like the All-Stars are still only pulling at one twenty one,
0: which oh, is cheaper really? than I got in
1: October. So
0: Wow, okay. You can even
1: stay at the campsites for $91 a night. <laughs> so, even Coronado was two o two. so... So far, wow! It Coronado seem like for they... 202? Yeah, like I, I don't. Maybe I was looking at something wrong, but yeah. I mean, it well, seems like again, they're those... actually cheaper than normal.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, they probably still have those discounted rates because, again, mm. that is that is a slower time when people True. Yeah.
1: yeah. So interested to see that. I I do agree though. I don't think they're going to be emptier. I don't think they're going to be worse. I think Galaxy's Edge is going to be hit more with locals and annual pass holders who do have entire days so that's where you're going to see the bulk of the crowds yeah um but yeah i I still think the rest of the crowds are or the rest of the parks are still going to see your normal kind of summer type
0: yeah i think i think you just i think you just made a really good point is the annual pass holders they're going to be flocking Mm -hmm. to to galaxy's edge for the first few days so they're going to be want to be they're going to want to be there every day checking out new things and you're probably you might not see big crowds with annual pass holders so you might get mm-hmm. lucky there So true yeah. which
1: means hey if you are an annual pass holder or you just know what you're doing in disney you could probably snatch some pretty cool fast passes that are getting missed by people who don't know what they're doing
0: <laughs> it's yeah it's definitely possible so
1: <laughs> we'll see we'll see yeah.
0: but uh cool carter thanks for the question. so yeah katie what else we got
1: all right so we did get a bunch of questions kind of regarding what are some of our favorites um, so we'll just hit these off really quickly. So favorite snack at the park is a toss up for me. Mickey premium ice cream bar is probably number one, closely followed by a Mickey pretzel with cheese.
0: Nice. Cheese so what about you? So, yeah. So my, my favorite snack, probably most of you know already is the, the caramel apple cookie, mm. uh, at the caramel couche over in the Germany pavilion. It's fantastic. My favorite. So good yeah and then my my close second is the cronut or the croissant donut which you can find at the refreshment port so, nice yes those yeah. are both good and who's yes. who
1: sent it that question so that was from Salibra Magia. so
0: and that was from thank instagram you
1: for that yes these are um all from the instagram questions yeah
0: cool.
1: um the next one is also from the same user so she asks favorite park and why what's your favorite park
0: uh, so right now it's actually Animal Kingdom. I mm. I I just love. I, I find it to be the most immersive park. Um, like you walk in, and I just I just feel like I stepped into like a different world. Uh, I don't feel that with Epcot. I personally don't feel that with uh, Animal Kingdom, or sorry, Magic Kingdom. And I definitely don't feel that with Hollywood Studios. I feel like when I walk in Animal Kingdom, I'm I'm transported to a different place. Uh, no matter which area that i walk into uh whether it's pandora africa asia or even Dinoland. Mm-hmm. i mean D- dino i like the theme of it so uh but yeah so i mean that's that's my favorite park and i think it's definitely the more relaxed park in my opinion so but yeah so that's my favorite right now nice awesome i,
1: I yeah animal kingdom is my second favorite for sure for that exact reason but my favorite is always going to be epcot only because i think there's just so much to do there um I mean, you get, you get so many different aspects of Disney from here. And there's just so much to see with the World Showcase. You get so many different bits of culture that you can experience. Um, and then even in Future World, I mean, there's just so much to learn, I think. Um, and I think Epcot doesn't always focus so much on the learning. Um, but there's just so much to do with the seas, with the land. Um, I think, yeah, Epcot just has so much to offer that... I think sometimes gets overlooked
0: yeah i think i think a lot of people need to open their their eyes a bit more and and up cut because there is a lot to see because i explored a lot of the world showcase pavilion countries this past year like i i can't remember the last time i walked around even canada like i was like Mm -hmm. canada this is a really well themed area um same with france i never walked back to the back of france and i that's when i found the the that quick service yeah for the first time i was like oh i didn't realize this was back here so
1: Yeah. yeah cool um let's see so the next one is our favorite ride at walt disney world and two people actually asked that ears to the magic and always holiday um my favorite ride for anyone who follows me on instagram uh no shocker is dinosaur (laughs) in animal kingdom which is probably a very strange one for most people because i think 90 percent of people are terrified of it and think it's the worst because it's so dark and jerky and awful but for whatever reason i get on that ride and i just giggle like a little child it makes me it just cracks me up how funny it is um and i I quote it i quote dr Seeker like the pre-show movie. All the time, and no one ever knows what I'm referring to. But that's okay.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I did the same thing. In a work thing.
1: project once, <laughs> like no one knew what I was talking about, but I knew what I was talking about, <laughs> so it was totally fine. But that's always my favorite. Spaceship Earth is a very, very close second. Um, Ooh, Spaceship I just, Earth, yeah. Yeah, just love that one. It's just a classic.
0: I love the classics. Yeah. Uh, so mine. So if we're going with uh, if Is it current attractions, or can we say extinct attractions?
1: I say extinct works, yeah. All right. So overall your favorite
0: ever. I'll I'll, I'll do both. So my favorite extinct attraction, like I kind (laughs) of mentioned earlier in the podcast, is Extraterrestrial Alien (laughs) Encounter. Uh, It's by far the best thing I've ever been on, even though I was 10 years old. I still remember it to this day, so... (laughs) Uh, I won't go into it much, much more, but, uh, you can hear all about my love for it. Uh, I actually, I think it was episode 18, uh, getting to know the host, which is, uh, you get to learn everything about me and why I love Disney. So if you haven't heard that episode, you can learn more about me there. Um, so, but my favorite current ride at Walt Disney World. So I, I feel like I I want to say Space Mountain but I just love flights uh, Flight of Passage so much uh, I'm a big fan of the Avatar movies I saw it like four or five times in theaters <laughs> I watched the movie at least like uh, probably like once a year I put it on um, I mean I just love it and then when the first time I wrote it last year I actually was like moved to tears because like oh my gosh you I've, I've, to me it's just so immersive again like with that land it's just i felt like i was actually flying i mean i don't know if you get have you, you've you been on it right yeah yeah i do you feel like you're actually flying because i feel like i am like i feel like when i got off of it i was like this is what it would feel like if i was riding on one of these banshees like this is yeah yeah
1: for sure, it's definitely incredibly lifelike. I will say, I'm not one to get motion sickness easily, but this ride makes me super dizzy.
0: That's um, so strange. I know. Because so I have, I have really bad motion sickness, and I don't get motion sick on this one.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, wonder what I, don't,
0: I, don't, I don't. I don't know, but it, yeah. I will
1: say, hands down, it is just such an incredibly beautiful, immersive ride. Like you really do feel, like you can feel. The banshee breathing underneath you—it is yeah. just insane. So, yeah. definitely love it. Just have to sometimes take the glasses off, <laughs> otherwise <laughs> I might forget where I am.
0: <laughs> ah, that's so crazy. Because I like take Dramamine at least mm-hmm. two before I go into the parks every day. Oh my gosh. Because uh, yeah, mine is pretty bad. But like Star Tours, I still go on. I love it, but I still get kind of sick afterwards. But like, mm-hmm. I don't have any issues at all with wow. The Passage. So yeah, it's weird. I don't I don't understand it. So hmm. interesting. Yeah cool all right
1: next one is favorite last of the favorites favorite photo spot this one's also from sleeper magia um so i love taking photos at disney fun fact who
0: would have (laughs) guessed um
1: and there's so many fun spots um i mean all of the walls are fun i'm a classic purple wall photo girl um but i think one of my favorite General photo spots is Epcot. There are so many hidden gems in Epcot that just you capture so many cool things. So, just with the lagoon itself in World Showcase is incredible. But even in each of the different countries, there's an area, some better than others, that you can kind of go in and just kind of capture the essence of the country maybe if that's the right way to describe it um but my favorite country to take photos in if you're looking for a quiet spot with kind of a general background um morocco if you go back into where the shops are there's actually an area that no one ever is unless they're instagram people taking photos (laughs) um and there's some fountains and light fixtures and it is just
0: beautiful yeah i actually Um, discovered that for the first time like like i was just mentioning i walked back there i'm like i had no idea this was here there was no one in there and i was like this is gorgeous i'm like this detail and this is amazing there's little there was literally no one in there
1: Mm -hmm. never and it's so it's also a really nice place to kind of take a breather on those busy crowded crazy days um it's not exactly shaded per se um it's not indoors at all, but it is a little cooler because there's, just, you know, not 200 people trying to push around you. Um, so, yeah, Morocco back in the area behind the shops is just is probably my favorite photo spot just because there's no one there. You can really take your time for photos if you're extra Instagram-y like me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, do you have any favorite must-go-to photo spots?
0: So when I saw this question, there's only one that came to mind and I... Probably not a lot of people realize it's a good photo spot, but so again, I'm going. I'm going into Animal Kingdom Park, uh, and if if you go into Asia, there's the the village of uh, uh, Andapur, and mm-hmm. it's it's Nepal's hiker village. So there's there's this area there where it's it kind of just it, there, it's not used for anything except for like there's a bathroom on like the left hand side, and I. <laughs> But there's this really gorgeous building, that like at nighttime it's it's really lit up. There's lights everywhere, but there's backpacks just hung up everywhere from like hikers that would like be hiking up Everest. Um, So there's backpacks all over hanging around. There's like flags here and there, um, and there's it's it's covered by an awning. But you can sit down like there's like a like a little ledge that you can just sit down if you want to eat a snack or something like that, get some shade. But it actually—it really makes for a super nice photo. Um, I actually posted a um, post on my Instagram many weeks ago now, but it's—you can—you can look at it if you—if you follow us on Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, you could see it up there. You'll—it's just me sitting against the wall in Animal Kingdom um with like you'll see all like the the different backpacks and stuff like that but it's it's honestly like my favorite spot i think it makes for just a really cool photo uh there's like yeah i'm looking at the photo now there's like i'm sitting next to a gorgeous window uh just beautifully um crafted um and then yeah you have like the hikers backpacks and stuff hanging around so uh to me it just it makes for a really great photo and asia in that area at night is pretty gorgeous with all the lights that are that are coming up um but yeah so that's uh, that's honestly my favorite so
1: Nice I don't think I've ever been back there so I will definitely have to check that out So is it when I go down So you
0: can actually yeah it's just you you pa- you probably pass by it a million times because mm-hmm. if if you're walking from Everest towards like yak and yeti you're going to walk mm-hmm. right past it so like you can't miss it huh. it will it, be on your left-hand side it's across from uh, where they have rivers of light so you can't you can't really miss it it's just it's a big building that just has backpacks backpacks cool. hanging from it. So,
1: yeah, awesome, yeah. very yeah. cool. I'll have to check it out more and take some photos there next time. <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's my favorite. So,
1: awesome. Well, that wraps up the favorites. Um, we did have two questions, more focused on rides that I thought were really cool. Um, so, the first one is, what ride should be reimagined? And that is from that Diz girl. Um, I immediately think of Figment. <laughs> do you like Figment? Are you a fan of Figment no, at th- all?
0: No, I think he's terrible. I hate. oh I don't, I don't so... like him.
1: <laughs> he's so cute and obnoxious, though. <laughs> I
0: like the way he looks, but his voice just annoys me. Ah, I can't, okay, that's yeah. fair. I can
1: get that. Um, yeah. so I think Figment—it's a—he's re- a really cool character to have, and I think Epcot is trying to do everything they can to keep him around. You know, incorporating him, like he is now, like pretty much every festival mascot. Um, But the ride itself is super awful. Um, I mean, I always do it every time because I love Figment. But it it definitely needs some work um, or maybe just completely revamped into something new. Figment needs a whole other story or ride or something. Um, But that's kind of the one that I think really needs some help. I want to keep the character but maybe give him something... It needs something else, and I, I can't think of what it should need, but it needs something else.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't been on it in the longest time because I just can't stand that character. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't really give my opinion on it, uh, but yeah, you're probably right. It should be reimagined because I hear the ride is not great. So no. No. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So when I saw this one, my first inkling was so i do love muppets vision 3d i i do like it but i think it needs to get just revamped and maybe like mm-hmm. a new show in it um it was back in the time before because jim hansen this was one of the last thing he was working on and before right. he passed away um and i guess he was trying to make uh the bunny what is the bunny's name um oh gosh i have no idea I can't remember, but there's a there's the bunny who's kind of like the main character in the show Mm -hmm. who's like running away. They have to go find him. I just think he's a terrible character. but Apparently, Jim Henson wanted to make him popular. Uh, That's kind of why he was featured in it. Um, And no one really cares about him anymore. Why am I blanking on his name? I can't remember it. Uh, But then there's also, I think, that 3D animated character that they create, Waldo, I think his name is. That character is just annoying. Um, so, I love the Muppets. I love everything else, else about that attraction. Uh, I love the Bean. Waldorf Bean, Bean Bunny. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. I knew Sorry. it was this. Yeah. No, I'm glad. No, thank you for doing that. Uh, but I love Waldorf and uh, I can't remember his name either. The other old man. But I love them up there. The pre show. I absolutely love the pre show. Like, if I go to this attraction, I want to see the entire pre show. It, <laughs> it cracks me up every time. So. But I just, I just want a new movie in there. I think it's, it's time to, uh, to kind of give that an update. So.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. To be honest, I love the Muppets, um, just for being the Muppets. I guess I was never really super into them, but I definitely always forget that this ride exists because I never do it because it's just not cool to me anymore. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree. It, need, it needs something. I don't want to get rid of it. I, it just needs a little bit, something newer maybe. And there's well, been a bunch of Muppets movies since then yeah so there's the first enough material to do something
0: yeah the first movie was really good the second one was fine yeah.
1: So, but, yeah okay cool um the other question we had on rides is what is a dream attraction that doesn't currently exist maybe my creative juices aren't flowing but i can't think of anything right now do you have anything
0: um so yeah actually kind of playing off what we mentioned earlier uh so my dream attraction is make an alien ride that <laughs> scares you again with oh, with no. alien and predator. I would love that. So yeah,
1: that'd be cool.
0: That is my dream attraction that currently doesn't exist and maybe will exist in the future. So
1: yeah, all right. I can, I don't know that I would uh, be super into it, but I could. Uh, I could see how some people would. So yeah, <laughs> cool. That question was from Girl Meets Waltz. Cool. Awesome.
0: All right, so we have right. a few left, and I think we can get through these pretty fast. Yes, yeah, we're so well over an hour um, now.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. Um, these are mostly I'm planning. So my a question that really stuck out to me was from Maddie at Disney, um, and she asked what were the best and worst tours to take at Disney. Um, so you mentioned you're doing the rhinos tour. Tell me more about that.
0: Uh, so I don't, I haven't looked too much into it because I kind of want to keep it su- surprised because yeah, I've actually never been on a tour, uh, mm-hmm. before. Um, but the up close with rhinos tour, it's pretty much, it's an hour tour. It's actually only $40. It's actually one of the much cheaper tours. Thanks. Yeah. But it, you pretty much, you, you speak with one of the, the caretakers there or what are they, what are they? Ca- I, I know they're, they they do not call them zookeepers there, but, um. Mm. one of the animal experts maybe but so anyways so they have one of the animal experts there just telling you about all about uh, rhinos and just teaching you about them and then you actually I don't know if you get to touch them exactly or or anything like that but you do get like super again up close to these rhinos like you get very close to them and just kind of yeah you learn all about them and rhinos are an animal I've always wanted to kind of kind of meet because I just think they're fascinating and they're kind of on the brink brink of going extinct and everyone's doing what they can to prevent that from happening um, and Disney's doing their part especially in doing it and I would just I'm fascinated to learn more about it so um yeah we're gonna do that when we go in November but <sighs> that sounds so much fun yeah yeah so again I can't really say what's the best and worst tour um, have you been on any tours
1: I haven't been on any on any official tours when i was a cast member i did do a couple like backstage tours or behind the scenes um most notably is i did a behind the scenes tour of the dinosaur ride which is probably what's is stemming my (laughs) love of it um i I saw it like on and walked through it and pet the dinosaurs um but that wasn't really i don't think that's that's an official tour it was the coolest thing no that's definitely Uh not (laughs) Yeah, but uh, as far as the tours, I've always wanted to do the Behind the Seeds tour in the Land Pavilion at Epcot. Um, I think it's just a couple hours and you just go behind the scenes of all of the agriculture at Epcot um, and how it's being used in the restaurants across property. And I think that one's a pretty cheaper one too. So that's really fun. Um, And I'm also really interested in doing the Wild Africa Trek um i've heard nothing but rave reviews about that one of my close friends actually got engaged on the wild africa track
0: oh nice
1: um it just looks absolutely incredibly beautiful to take like an even extended version of the safari ride um and learn more about all of the animals on the safari so those are probably my top two again yeah i don't know any worst tours i've never really been on an official one
0: yeah so yeah yeah but yeah, we're I do wanna I kinda mentioned this on other shows, but I think in maybe in the next few weeks, uh I do wanna have a show that is kind of dedicated talking about a lot of the tours and giving mm-hmm. you guys more information on those. So Katie and I will be doing that uh, at some point in the future. So Yes, for sure.
1: All right. Um another question we had was best way for a first timer to book a trip to Walt Disney World. That is from Happy Ever After Disney. Um to me if this is your first time booking and you really have no idea where to start try to find a travel agent to work with Um, I mean there's so many free travel agents out there who just want to help you plan Um, and I think it's a really good service if you really have no idea where to start I think creating your account if you want to be more self-sufficient creating your account on my Disney experience is pretty intuitive um, it pretty much helps you every step of the way and then if you ever have questions I mean flora the fairy godmother or um, the in sleeping beauty she comes up and pops up and says hey do you want to chat do you have any questions and you can always just start a i IM with a cast member um, <laughs> so I think definitely utilize the technology that's available to you and the connections that you can find because um, if you really have nowhere to start it can or no idea where to start it can definitely get overwhelming very quickly
0: yeah i mean i I pretty much i agree with everything you said i mean my my advice would be yeah book with a travel agent because they're super knowledgeable and what's great about travel agents is they're free i mean Mm -hmm. usually all i mean i've never seen a disney travel agent that you have to pay for uh because disney pays them if they if if you book through them so that's how they get paid so you you never have to pay a fee to them at all Mm -hmm. um and they they yeah they just do a stellar job i mean i personally never worked with a travel agent but i've heard nothing but fantastic things i mean these are people people that absolutely love disney so they're they're going to be able to help you every step of the way
1: yeah for sure absolutely and and they could be as hands-on as you want them to be too you know you could literally tell them hey these are the dates i need to go book it for me do my dining do my fast passes or you can say hey this i know that i want to try to get this fast pass with this dining reservation can you make it happen and then the the travel agent will be the one to actually wake up at 7 a.m when your fast window opens to get those for you um so it kind of just takes the stress of that off um but yeah i am a planner and a control freak so i've never used this one personally either um but i mean i I mean, my best friend, April, Imagination's Destinations by April. She was on the show a couple episodes ago and she, I've definitely asked her a bunch of questions, even booking on my own. Um, So they just, they're people who just love Disney and want to help you book their, book your trip. So highly recommend finding a travel agent for that.
0: Yeah. Nope. Couldn't agree more. So yeah
1: um the last question we have is kind of along the same lines but over in disneyland i'm not familiar with disneyland so matt i'm gonna throw this one to you anything to do any first tips for booking disneyland resort for the first time
0: um yeah so what i kind of what i kind of give out for my tips is i actually helped my one of my best friends and his uh, his wife go because they went for the first time uh, last month um, and they were first-timers there, and I kind of told them, I'm like, listen, you can get everything done within, like, two to three days, if you really want to, um, depending on your budget. So, like, for example, their schedule, what they did, uh, they flew in, say, on a Wednesday. They, they had the evening where they spent time over at downtown Disney, and then the, the Thursday that they were there, they spent the entire day in the parks. They did They did Disneyland, and then they did uh, California Adventure uh, and they spent pretty much the entire day just kind of going through them because it, everything is so close to each other like again the entrances for uh, Disney California Adventure and Disneyland they're right across from each other so you they're literally like 50 feet so you can just walk from one to the other so you can easily just go from there and um, so you, you can easily see it in one day and then stay stay for the night and then leave the next morning. Uh, that's what they did on their trip, just to kind of save some money on park tickets. Uh, but what you could do is buy a two-day ticket and then stay for that full day and then you're, the last day that you're there, because you'll be there for three days, two nights, um, for the last day you just go back to the parks and hit up what you, you didn't miss and then you could leave after that if you want. Um, so I think that's a pretty solid thing that you could do for if you're a first timer visiting Disneyland, uh, my biggest tip would is to buy MaxPass, which is the my pretty much the my Disney Experience version of FastPass over at Disneyland. It is an extra $15, but it is so worth the price because you can just book your FastPasses right on your phone. Um, you can't book any fast passes until the day of, until you enter the park, and you can only have one fast pass at a time. So it works a little bit different. You might want to look into um, um, the little nooks and crannies of how Max Pass works. I know I've talked about it on the show a bunch of times, um, but I think that's that's kind of a best best way to go about it by booking at the disneyland resort for the first timers uh because again it is small you you walk everywhere the hotels are walkable um there's no disney transportation well except for the monorail uh and maybe like i think they have buses maybe actually i I don't think so but you can walk from the hotels the downtown disney area and then yeah you just walk to the parks so it's it's pretty easy to get around you don't have to waste time uh, worrying about how long it's going to take you to get to a park because if you're staying at like Paradise Pier, it takes like 10-15 minutes just to walk to the entrances. So, um, but yeah, I think that's that's what I have to say about that. I mean, how does awesome. that sound?
1: Yeah, it sounds awesome. I think I I can't even begin to imagine Disneyland. It's going to be it's just such a different experience. Hopefully, I get to get there maybe next year. Um, but yeah, it all. I mean, I think it's. If you're familiar more with Walt Disney World and not Disneyland, I think you just have to make sure that you are in tune with the fact that it's a completely different experience and it's just much smaller and much, yeah. like you said, easier to get around. So, yeah, it's very cool.
0: Yeah, it's a, I mean, it is a different experience, but when you walk into Disneyland, it's, you kind of know where everything is because yeah. it's, it's very similar uh, to what Magic Kingdom is, but just on like a smaller scale. Uh, and I technically, I actually think some of the rides are better at Disneyland. That's what I've heard too. Yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean just blows. Mm-hmm. It just blows the Magic Kingdom Pirates of the Caribbean out of the water. Like, no pun intended. <laughs> 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 but, um, um, but it's 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 like five minutes longer. It's amazing. Um, the Space Mountain there is great. Uh, the Haunted Mansion is great, especially because they have the the holiday overlay. Yeah. So I would say. If you're going to Disneyland, try to travel between I would say August and December, so you can see the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay. So,
1: cool, very nice. Yeah, that question was from Chloe Rose Disney Bucket List too. I think I forgot to mention that in the beginning. So, yeah, awesome Disneyland info.
0: Yeah, cool. But um, but wow, this uh, this show went on pretty long. Yes. Um, oh gosh, we keep yeah. doing that. <laughs> I know. I I mean I. I, I kind of like it, though. I mean, it's it's great having you here with me and we have these great Disney talks. And, I mean, I think it's better than just me blabbering on. And I try, <laughs> I tried, like, one of the things I, I, I was trying to keep from the show like for, happening for the show is like just adding a lot of fluff to it but I technically I don't think that's what we're doing I think we're giving out good tips and good opinions mm-hmm. um so uh but yeah so hopefully you guys you are enjoying this new format because this is quite different from what uh I was doing by myself and it is honestly a lot more fun for me to have a co-host uh and Katie you're great to have here with Yay. me so thank yeah. you yeah, so, um, but I don't think this one will be as long because, uh, Katie, because you have a much bigger Instagram following than I do. <laughs> so you got a lot of questions in. So it I think, did. Yeah, I think we're going to have to make sure we can't answer all of these at um, uh, in, in one sitting. I think we're going to have to try to trim them down to maybe just a couple next time. So, mm-hmm. um, but guys, these are great questions. These are awesome. Um, I yeah. think there are a lot of good ones. Um, and surprisingly, there's a lot of news for this week that, uh, and we didn't even finish the week again, we're recording on a Thursday evening. So there's still Friday and Saturday to kind of go through, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so (laughs) excuse me, but Katie, we are going to wrap it up for this week. So Katie, where can we find you?
1: Yes, absolutely. You guys can come find me on Instagram. My name is magically Mootsie.
0: Yeah, and I'll make sure to – you'll always be able to find her link in the show notes so you can find her easily there. But, um, but yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. If you are not subscribing to the podcast already, uh, please do so on Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or pretty much however you listen to podcasts. And if you can't leave a review, it will really help the podcast out. And make sure you check us out at excesspresspodcast.com. We're writing a lot of great articles. Uh, We have, again, Giovanni and Dave providing some great content. We have a lot more coming, uh, and I might have another announcement soon. But also there are – I'm not going to say too much yet, but I think there are going to be some big changes coming to the website. Uh, so, kind of be on the lookout for that within maybe the next uh, month or so. It's it's gonna t- It's gonna be a bit of a process, but uh, you know, just uh, keep a lookout for that, and uh, I'll make sure to fill you guys in on anything that's new. Um, you can also find us on social media at XS Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and make sure you guys are following us on f- on Facebook because we are posting articles almost every day. Um, Where we definitely have a, actually have a lot of content coming. So we always post our 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 Facebook um, the articles up on Facebook. Uh, I kind of have to get reengaged in Twitter a bit more. Twitter is not my thing. So Katie, maybe I'll give. I don't know. Are you into Twitter? Maybe you should. Oh no,
1: I'm not cool enough for Twitter. (laughs) I barely can do Instagram.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, Twitter. Twitter is tough. I'm not. Yeah, it's not a big thing for me. But um, (laughs) we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll have to work on it. But Facebook, (laughs) Facebook, and Instagram are very active. So make sure you guys are following us there. Um. And then again, I have my interview with a cast member episodes and I am running low on, uh, on cast members. So if anyone out there is a previous cast member, if you know anyone that's a previous cast member, let me know. Um, so just for your information, if there are no more cast member interviews, uh, I'm still going to try to fill the Wednesday's episodes up with some kind of featured episode. So whether that's with, if Katie, if time allows for her um katie i don't know if you'll be available at, at certain times for wednesday episodes yeah i can make it work cool so yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out if not I'll, I'll definitely still be providing episodes on wednesdays but um uh, but yeah I'm, I'm don't worry guys i'm going to be looking out for more cast members to interview so um and then last lastly you can shoot us over an email at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions that you want to send it to us and we can answer so but all right guys uh thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show this is matt and katie from the excess press podcast signing off until next time travelers
1: we hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess bon voyage